Welcome to the Shulamite Podcast, an extension of Shulamite Ministries and Shulamite.com, with weekly interviews and teaching with author and speaker Martha Kilpatrick and hosted by John Enslow. This weekly podcast is a way to stay connected to the ministry. So come experience anointed messages, not giving just another method, but a living impartation. I forgot to talk about this. Um, a few years ago, if you had asked me if there was um, any way that I could have any sort of ministry um, to, for instance, a pedophile, I would have worked very hard to say yes, but it would have not come from my heart. It would have been because God tells me that forgiveness is there. That's, but it was impossible for me to imagine having crying out with the level of passion and mercy and love that that I have had for, you know, not just a few years, for since I've been saved, um, for victims who are children of these things. Um, wholehearted. Okay, so nothing, nothing withheld. And actually having love for, mercy for, but concern for their soul. That level of forgiveness, of love in prayer, I would have thought impossible on that level. For a pedophile, yes. Which, to me, I don't know if it is or not. I consider that peak evil. Okay. Um, I have had that kind of prayer for Jeffrey Epstein. All the time? No. No. At least three times? Yes. He is... When God says, it is not my will that any should perish. I'm paraphrasing. I know this. But that's what he said. Any. That part I, I know is right. That includes... The Jeffrey Dahmers, the Ted Bundys, the, you know, they're included in the word any. It's a specific word. It covers the gamut. And, but I, I could not imagine getting there. I couldn't imagine crossing that bridge. I could imagine gritting my teeth and saying, in obedience to you, Lord, I pray they do not go to hell. That that was as far as I could picture. And that was as far as I could pray, to be perfectly honest, for that. Because my heart was so wholly engaged on the other side of it, with the victim. And I don't know that my prayers would have had the power if I hadn't, if he hadn't done a work that I can't see to remove that hate in my heart. And it was hate. To remove that hate in my heart so that his mercy could come in, so that his love could come in. Because it is love that makes the difference, and, and always. And so those prayers had to be fueled by love, maybe completely, including the perpetrator. I don't know. I don't know what, what role that played, but I know love is something we, we cannot fathom. And love and forgiveness go you can't separate one from the other. And if you let the Lord do what he's going to do, you'll have them both. 
You'll have them both in that place, in that moment. You'll have the love, you'll have the forgiveness, and they'll go hand in hand. You won't be able to separate them. It's that video I watched, and I think, John, we've talked about it on the podcast, but it was the the Green River Killer, I think, serial killer. And it was the day in court when all of the victims' families got to have their say before the judges for sentencing. But it was basically just a chance for their pain to be heard, for them to say something to him. And he sat there like a stone. His face never moved. He didn't look them in the eye. He And they were crying, screaming, saying, I mean, it was emotional, as you can imagine. You know, he had murdered women they loved. And then this man got up there and he looked like Santa Claus. He had a big white beard. And he was tearful. And it was his daughter who was gone. And he said, well, he said several things. But basically what he said was, I forgive you. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but I forgive you completely. There is nothing of me on you. And that's when the Green River Killer started crying. He turned his face away. He snuffled. That's what broke him. Forgiveness broke him. A hatred did nothing. He was prepared for that. He was defended against that. The rage, the anger. Do you think these people, you know, do what they do out of nowhere? Of course not. They probably had, you know, hell inside them from the time they were little. I don't know because God God has not given me that kind of and I really don't want that kind of knowledge into the that sort of mind. But hate did nothing. Righteous anger did nothing. Their tears coming from that, nothing. This man forgave and he said, I forgive you utterly. And that's what broke him. Love broke him. Well, I'm going to open up something here, and, and it's kind of going in a different direction that we've been going, but it goes along with uh, the whole love theme. Um, this morning I was walking, and uh, um, the Lord really just, he's been just kind of talking to me while I'm walking, and said, um, be as loving to yourself as you are desiring to be towards others. And... I don't know if this is baked totally yet and I don't really want to serve half baked bread, but if y'all would jump in and have anything with it, then that's great. Um, but there's a whole process of, of, of loving yourself that I'm seeing pretty intensely. And, um, and being convicted of because I'm, I, I feel like God's kind of taken me down a path to, to love myself in a lot of different ways. Like I have physically changed a lot of things to love myself, respect myself, whether it's exercise or whether it's, uh, eating right or whether it's vitamins, that's, a, that is a love and respect of myself. But then there's, there's a, um, there's a whole thing about self-talk. There's a whole thing about a respect of your process, 
there's uh, a respect of yourself and and that's where i'm at right now and i if i can i can cut this easily but i mean that's that's where i'm at and so he says i want you to love you as much as you want to desire to love others and i went oh well that's a huge challenge isn't it because i don't think i don't think i always do and um I mean, I, I've I've come away from self hatred, but there's a big difference between being in self hatred and being being willing to love yourself. There's a neutral there, and I think I've been in a, a little bit of a neutral. Being wants me to love myself, and so there's a lot of ways of doing that, and I'm I'm discovering ways of doing that. And you know, maybe there'll be another podcast we'll do that we we talk about that. But I really feel like um, it's pretty huge. It's pretty huge. As we've been sharing this together, I've realized the meaning of the second commandment in a deeper way. Love the Lord your God with everything in you and, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I've heard the statement, you cannot love anyone unless you love yourself. And the Lord taught me this years years ago. And he said that you are the only person you will ever truly know. Make sure that you you do come to know you. <laughs> it's the only only relationship of of its kind in your life to you. And he called me both to respect and to love myself, and I've told the story in different times on tape that uh, life, I've realized so clearly in the last 10, 15 years that the intent of the devil in your life is to get you not to love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, you will soon die spiritually, and then you'll die physically. And it's, but it is a mandate to the believer love your neighbor as you love yourself and so the investment in self just just respect and he said to me at that time i created you god created you so love the creation of god give me the respect as your creator by loving loving the one you that i created i did a uh booklet on overcoming self-hatred I think I need to go add some chapters to it because I see some wonderful things but so much is forgiveness and love because you love God and because he loves you are the power that we can use in this world I was going into situation and I just knew that it could be touchy. So I just sent God's love there. Just pour out your love there, Lord. And it was completely miraculous that love is a power we possess, not a feeling. Love is an, uh, we are, we have within us the love of God compelling us to love if we'll listen to it. So that, I would love to develop that and, and learn more about doing that. 
because the battle, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, <laughs> the battle of the enemy is to, to so come at you through people in hatred that you begin to hate yourself. There's, there's, I know that the enemy is simply hate. Satan is simply hatred. That's all there is to him, and that's all there is about him, and that is his fruit. And if he can instill his hate in someone and then they turn their hate on you, then the only hope you have to survive is to love and to love yourself and not allow yourself to turn against yourself. Because there's, so, in our, there's a work of pride that takes place that I should be what I, I should be what I think I should be. And so I'll just, I had a friend show me, she lifted up her two hands in a fist and she said, I realize when I did that, I was really saying, oh, you stupid thing. And she really repented of it because really that kind of hate hatred can lead to disease. And it is deadly because any time you take, partake of hating, you can't, you can't allow yourself the luxury of hate because it will eat you up and take you down. And everything is trying to convince you that you're hateable. And that you're not lovable. And um, when someone comes against you, they're trying to they're trying to uh, evangelize you into hate. They're trying to take you through through the the process to turn on yourself. Right. It's some usually it's from someone bitter with God and unhappy with what He's given. So. Well, I've I've even you know been challenged, you know, um, physically. There, you know, I could say, oh well, you know, I want whatever, blah blah, I'm bigger muscles, whatever. And and God's challenged me to say, I made I made this, and I'm pleased. So what's your problem? You know, there's you know people can have body shaming issues, and it's real easy. And, and, um, especially when you're at a gym or something like that, you know, um, and you can have body shaming issues like, oh, I just, you know, I don't, I don't match the grade here or whatever. And, and, you know, and, and I really have been checked on it. God's like, what are you, what is your problem with what I created? I'm like, oh, well. Nothing, <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, it's just absolutely beautiful and it works perfect. So thank you very much. I love it. So, uh, but there, there are so many aspects of this. There's so many aspects of self-love, and and uh, and it does. You know, it sounds weird because it's like, oh, you love yourself. It sounds selfish. It sounds odd, but it's not. I literally. I literally have to love myself because I can't go into the world looking for the world to love me because the world will never love me, but I can love myself. And when I'm a full vessel of love, then I'm able to love and the the world will respond back to me with love. But if I go into the world with, with a desire to take love, please love me, please love me, please love me. I, I literally will be vanquished because that's not the order. The order is you love you, and then you go out and you love the world as yourself, just as you said. 
Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so first and foremost, I have to be I have to be full up in love on of me. I have to I am I'm an awesome guy. I am and I look in the mirror and I say, I like who you've become. It has been a long work. I've had I've had to get through a lot of self hatred. But I'm like I like who you are. And I don't care who what anyone says. I like I think my jokes are funny. I don't care if you laugh because I like my jokes. So um you know, and, and I'm I'm really enjoying and celebrating me. I'm I'm unique. I've got a lot of really cool things about me. And yeah, I know that for some people it may be a little over the top, but I like it. And and then I can go from there and I can love others and I can I can express that love. And 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 even when you start doing that, people freak out. Oh my god, why are you loving me? They think you're trying to get something. No, I'm full. I don't need anything from you. I've loved myself, and I love who I am. And and it's an overflow. And if you want to be a part of that splash, great. You can have some of it. But if you don't, it's okay. I, I don't need your love. Now, sure, we all need love. But when I stand in the place of, of first loving myself, I'm not coming in as a deficit. So... We hope you've enjoyed the Shulamite podcast. For all the latest from Shulamite Ministries, please visit us at shulamite.com, where you'll find Martha's daily devotions, posts from getalongwithgod.com, and the online library of all of Martha's writings. At shulamite.com, downloading the free Shulamite app is easy, and livingchristianbooks.com is only a click away. Thank you for joining us on this journey to discover a God worth knowing.